Hello, welcome to Nura Speaks podcast. It was during COVID, they had just started allowing visitors into the intensive care. He was in that room for a few days. I just came back from Texas because I was living there with my ex-husband. And I arrived to the hospital. I was downstairs waiting with my brothers, my cousins, my kids. Actually, my cousins were not there yet. I arrived just before them. And then when they arrived, I had them go upstairs before me because I did not want to see him like that. I was avoiding to see him like that. I was in denial since he started having cancer. I didn't want to believe that he's going to go very soon. If you've seen me, you think that I didn't care. But in fact, I did care. I didn't want to believe. I did not want to believe that my father is going to leave soon. So I tried to avoid. In July, I was here in Chicago visiting because my kids is here, my family is here, my dad is sick. So I was visiting, but I did not want to believe. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Texas. And then I come back later and he's going to still be here. I did not want to believe that I might not find him. And I, so I was just like making the action that's going with what I want to believe. So I was like, okay, let me go and come back. Like, I'll just go for a couple of weeks and come back. And I will be, he will be here. So I did go. And then just a few days later, he was taking to the hospital again. He was at home when I left. So my kids, my my family, my brothers, my, my mom, they called me and they told me, he's in the hospital, you might not catch him. I... I did not want to believe it, but now it's really serious and he's in the hospital. He's almost unconscious. So I was able to make it to Chicago again. I arrived to the hospital and I was asking my brothers downstairs, like, what happened? Um, if when when should I well not what happened oh, excuse me like today's like I'm kind of scrambling <laughs> but I was asking my uh, brothers like if I can go because they were not allowing so many people in during COVID it was 2020 so I waited downstairs I allowed my cousins to go before me because I just didn't want to go there and see him like that. So they went before me. And then after they went down, I went upstairs to see him. 
he was barely talking he was able to recognize i was there because he was conscious but he had all these equipment um covering him so but he was able to see me he was barely talking like he was like whatever he wanted to say it was very hard to say so it was taking him so long to say anything i kept going back and forth because we were alternating um we stayed there all this most of the time um as long as they allowed the visitation at that day and then we're, we're alternating between me, my brother, my kids, my mom mostly was there. But then one of the um, one of those like turnarounds, I, it was me and my brother, and he was telling him take care of Nora. At that time, I couldn't, I couldn't actually help it, like, but cry. It was very hard for him to say it because he couldn't talk anymore. It was very heavy, like we could barely understand him. But as soon as he said that, I started crying. I did not want to cry because I didn't want him to see. But I couldn't help it but cry. So... I don't want to talk much about this time. So let's get back. Let's get back to what I wanted to say. I did not plan to say all of this. But today is February 29. It's his birthday. And his birthday, a real birthday, come every four years. Because he was born on on a leap year so like you know like leap year only comes into uh, you know every four years so today is the first time that comes after he left us he passed on july 24 uh, july 25 2020 during the pandemic it wasn't COVID. it was cancer it was lung cancer he passed away with that. He did not even complete the year when we discovered that he had uh, cancer. He was getting worse every day until he left us. I'm glad I was there when he passed. I was there until the last minute. I'm glad for the hospital team that they allowed us to stay in the room. I stayed there with my mom and him until he left until he left us that night so but today well i did not plan to cry i did not plan to have this emotional uh talk right now but i wanted to just honor him i just wanted to talk about him how great he was he was an amazing dad he actually never gave up on any of us me and my three brothers, and even my children. He never gave us on any of, those, of us. He always supported every single one of us. He always pushed us to continue our education, to learn everything we can learn. He himself did not continue his education. He left school very early, but he wanted us 
to learn as much as we can to go for higher education. He supported us financially until we get so old. He was taking my kids to school when he moved to uh, U.S. He was driving them to school, driving them to the mosque, drive them, driving them everywhere. He did not want to leave any one of us like relying on themselves. Like, you know, he was encouraging them, encouraging every one of us, but he did not want to leave us alone. <clears throat> Even though he had to change everything in his life, he always felt he's responsible for every one of us, even though he shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, we were adults, we were old enough, but he was still like feeling responsible and wanted to support us until the last minutes. He did not want to give up in any of us. I learned so much from my dad. I learned to love education and keep learning. I learned flexibility. He changed so many jobs, like as the job market changed, he kept learning new things just to make sure he provide the best for us. He was flexible to do everything that is required of him in order to keep us going, to keep us um, not needing anything, not needing anyone, have a, a decent, nice life, enjoy the time with him with my mom with each other and get the education we need to get the best job get the best everything in life i've always felt that he is in my back on my back like i remember one time in school when i was in middle school and i remember this very vividly because i felt so much supported because of my dad's there was this teacher, she was actually saying, like, there was an argument. I don't want to say the details because, like, it might not make sense here. It makes sense in Syria. <laughs> but um, she basically was, like, you know, arguing about um, shoes that I was wearing. It was just regular shoes. Like, it's the shoes that's required by the school for this subject in particular. But they wanted us to wear all black, like, and I'm not used to wear those shoes they used to let us wear. So my dad at that time actually get me, he got me this shoes from Lebanon and it was um, great shoes. It had just like a stitching in green and she did not like that. So she had me uh, call my father. So he came with me to school and she started saying things that I did not say. Um, and my dad asked me and I said, no, I didn't say that. And she claimed that I was lying and I never lie. Like I did not lie <laughs> at least. So he actually stood up and, and actually defended me. And she couldn't say anything because I wasn't lying. So... So this is actually a time that I will never forget. He um, always supported me, always, always. When I first separated from my ex, the first ex-husband, like the father of my kids, 
I was a child almost, like not child, child, I was an adult, but I was uh, 25 years old with two little children alone miles away from home. And when we first separated, it was July of uh, 2003. He came and he, this was the first time he met my kids. He came in August and I was really, 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 uh, I was really not feeling so well until, until he came. And that time I felt like I can do everything and anything. So he gave me all the strength. Always was, was him telling me, don't worry, I'm here. Don't worry, I'm here. I never worried when he was here. So when he is he was gone, that's when I felt like I grew up and now I have no one else to rely on. Because no one is like a father or a daughter. I just wanna wanted to honor him today and I'll talk about him a little bit. I know he he would be very proud of what I'm achieving now. And he would be very proud of what everyone of my brothers, my kids, my niece, my niece and my nephews are achieving. We just wish he was with us. He would be 72 if he was. But God has another plan. I'm sure he is in much better place and he's happy. And he's with us, with his soul and spirit. I know he can feel every one of us. I'm grateful that is. I'm grateful that he was uh, here in Chicago and I was here with him. And he wasn't miles away. I'm grateful that he was my dad. I'm grateful that he taught me that not to accept any anything that would humiliate me, even though I had to go a lot of abuse in my marriages, like in different type of abuse. But I did not let that continue. I had to stop them somewhere. And even like giving chances that some of his teaching and of course my mom's teaching to give chances i know i give so many chances a lot of chances but because he never humiliated me before because of his love i did not accept something less and i couldn't continue with a life without respects so everything I'm doing now, everything I'll be doing forever is going to be because of him and, of course, because of my mom, too. I love you, Dad. I love you. And Allah Hamak Well, God bless him, bless his soul. And... I know we're going to see him when this journey is going to end. And I just pray that we have 
a good life and I can implement his name before I leave so he would be remembered as my father and I want to make him proud with everything I'm doing right now and for everything that I will be doing until my journey will end in this life. If you have your father still alive, take care of him, enjoy him, love him. This was Nur al-Masri at Nura Speaks Podcast. See you later.